Happy Monday and welcome back to the Love Kinsey podcast. Today, I have a special treat for you guys. I am welcoming on my friend Aureli Soriano onto the podcast today. We had such a beautiful conversation around her career as a model, an influencer, as well as an advocate for the Latino community. She has a heart of gold and is just so passionate for every part of her life and living in surrender for God. And I am just so excited for you to hear this incredible conversation. I know you guys are going to love it and I hope you feel so inspired. Hey, Arelli, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to finally have you on. We always just have the best conversations. For those who don't know, we met at Hillsong and it's just been growing from there and I love it. And for those who don't know you like I do, can you introduce yourself and who you are, what you do? Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for having me. I really appreciate um, you and everything you do. So I'm super excited to be here. Um, I'm current. Well, I'm currently 24. I'll be 25 soon, hitting my mid 20s. Um, it's still kind of hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am Mexican and Salvadorian. Uh, my parents are immigrants, so I'm first generation just super cool to be here as a first generation, not only like Mexican, but also Salvadorian and now American. Um, I actually just started working for a PR agency recently. So I'm excited to see where that takes me. Um, I also started as a commercial beauty and fashion model recently. Um, and yeah, I have small little platform on TikTok that I like to talk about like social justice issues, um, inequalities and things like that happening, as well as like doing fun things as a Swifty. Yes. <laughs> That's a little bit about <laughs> me and myself. I love it so much. And you were just so creative in all that you do, which I think it's just so fun to watch and also how you build community around Swifties, which is <laughs> the best. Oh my gosh. But going backwards, I guess a little bit before we go forward, did you always see yourself doing what you do now? What did you major in in school and where did these passions really come from? Um, yeah, I, so I graduated in 2019 from Cal State Long Beach with a degree in communication studies and marketing. And I honestly, in the beginning, I wanted to become a professor um, and start my own nonprofit helping um, students in low income communities have access to art programs um, like mm -hmm. dancing, art, and anything with the arts like dancing, music, 
um, beauty, fashion, like anything like that, graphic design, photography. I kind of just wanted to start it because I saw that there was a lack of those resources in my community when I was growing up. And so I was like, yeah, you know, I can become a professor because I loved loved absolutely loved my major and I also wanted to help low-income communities um, but my job in college they were all um, I was social I was doing social media managing um, for our school campus and they always needed like models and because everybody was kind of like shy to be on the camera I was I was the one to just like let's just go for it let's just do it because it's the content that I need to post anyway so I might as well yeah. just do it you know so I think that kind of like sparked a different interest in me um, to where I kind of just started modeling then for like the school's like campus, like their actual like merchandise and stuff like that. Um, and so um, after I graduated, I ended up getting a job with UNICEF as a fundraiser. Um, wow right before the pandemic hit and I was working for about three months and then the pandemic hit and it shut down because they needed to um, take their money to give people in third world countries access to um, the necessities um, for COVID-19. So I, I mean, I was totally fine with it. I was like, yeah, of course they need the help more than we do. Um, so it was during that time that I just started to really reevaluate what I wanted to do with all my time and it turned out to like my creative like aspirations I started just creating content on I downloaded TikTok you know um so it was something that was very like random and I just I first I started off with a Swifty account and I was like this is gonna be a <laughs> fan page and then you know as the year progressed all these like injustices started to just rise and be more prevalent in social media and I kind of found myself feeling like I had stuff to say and I felt like I had a duty to say something just because I feel like I've always been in that like realm of social justice even with like UNICEF you know like helping um underprivileged communities so I think it really hit home when just I saw like a lot of street vendors being attacked um, who are um, Latino or Hispanic and I didn't really see much media covering it and that's when I kind of started my videos of transitioning into hey this is what's going on bringing awareness to our community and I saw that people were like wow I didn't even know about this thank you for posting yeah. it um and then people started following me and, and asking me like where can I go for resources what and I I follow like nonprofits that help Latinos I follow organizations and community I'm in community-based orgs um I'm in my city council and so I was like hey, I should share this with people because I guess not everyone has access to this. Um, and it's so easy to just share on TikTok and do like a 30 second video to show people yeah. like, hey, this is what you can do. These are the steps to take. If I know them, why not share? So it kind of just started off as doing that. Um, and that's how I kind of gained more of my platform. I started meeting other organizers. And um, then from there, I guess I got a like, on different communities because then I started mixing in like beauty um, and fashion videos and um, I got into modeling because 
an agent had seen my TikTok and they were like, um, hey, I'm starting a new agency. You should apply for these um, castings. And I was like, okay, is this a scam? Like what's going on? <laughs> I was confused because it's TikTok and it was new to me. So I'm like, is this how this works? Like do people just comment on your TikToks telling you to apply for things? Um, and it, But it was real, <laughs> it ended up being real. And um, I ended up going to the cat or applying to a casting for Ilya Beauty. And that's when I got my, my first ever like casting that I applied for. So it was cool. Ilya Beauty. And then I got it and I was shook. And I'm like, you know, I think this is a sign because I had been praying about it for a while. Like maybe like I need at the time I needed extra income and I wanted to do it with my creative um, attributes, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, so yeah, I think that's how I got started. And then I applied to an agency. I sent in my pictures. They called me back and they were like, yeah, we want to sign you. Um, let's go ahead and get started. I had an interview and I got signed and that's how I started modeling and my TikTok career and my activism and all those things. Wow. That is so cool. And it sounds like you fell into a lot of those positions, even back in college of just really falling into it and saying yes to the opportunities that are presented while still keeping your passions at heart and allowing God to really guide them. And is, I mean, at the end of the day, he does know the desires of our heart. And what's so cool is you started saying and talking about this passion that you had for nonprofit at the very beginning. And now you're still in that world but in a different way. Yeah. And I just love seeing that and how God can fit these pieces together that we would never even dream of. Like who would have thought TikTok would have been a thing and that we could use it to merge fashion, beauty, activism, all of there's never really been this platform, I guess, Instagram now, but even for a while, Instagram really wasn't welcome to all of those aspects. And it's just so cool to be able to see that we can be these multifaceted people and show all of these sides of us on these platforms. And saying all of that, I do want to ask you, how was the transition in saying yes and mustering that confidence up to make that first post, to put yourself out there and be like, you know what? my voice needs to be heard and I have things to say and it doesn't matter how small my voice may seem at first, but I'm just going to do it. Cause I know that can be daunting for a lot of people who are just starting out on these big platforms and may have the mentality of uh, who's going to listen to me. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, I honestly, during that time, it was, um, it was, it was weird because I know I was praying about it, but I was scared. I was really scared of what God's answer might be. Um, and I kept praying, you know, if you want God, if you want me to post about the social justice issues that are happening, and I know I'm going to get backlash. I know I'm going to get others that are not going to be okay with what I'm posting. I know that sometimes, um, I'm not always going to have the right answers. I'm not always going to um, know exactly 
the words to say, but if you want me to continue with this and really advocate for my community, then I need a sign, you know? And it was when, I think my sign was when I was on TikTok and one of this huge creator, she posted a video and I commented on it and it had like a 1.1 million views and I commented on it and I said like thank you um, for this information um I really appreciate that others are doing the work you know and mm -hmm. she um replied to me and she was like yeah as Latinos like we need to help each other out and no matter how big or smaller platform is I think whatever's in your heart um, you should say it. And if someone placed it in your heart, then you should speak on it. And I was like, how does, like, what? I was like, you have like 1.2 million views on this TikTok. And you responded to me in a way that I felt like that was kind of like God winking at me yeah. and telling me, hey, this is for you. Um, and when I, when she told me that, and then she followed me and I was like, what? She's like, she followed me on TikTok when I had like a thousand followers, you know, I was like so small back then. Um, and she was like, I love your videos. I love helping out other Latinas and everything that you do is amazing. Um, and I was like, wow, like, this is actually like a community that I want to have my voice a part of because everybody's just kind of helping each other out of creators that are advocating for their community. So mm. I kind of, I just DM'd her and I was like, Hey, like I, I want to start getting into this, um, like talking about social justice issues and within our community, like what advice do you have for me? And she was like, honestly, like at first you are going to be nervous. Like you aren't going to be as eloquent as you want to be, but just post. And the fear is, you're you're gonna overcome your fear um and then she I don't know till this day I don't know if she's Christian or not but I remember her telling me you know at the end of the day no one can judge you but God and I was like wow like you know yeah I'll go for it and I think that really pushed me to go for it and I posted my first video and um it was talking about like street vendors and how as a community we need to advocate for them and help our immigrant community um that are the most vulnerable during COVID-19. And it got it got views. I saw influencers reposting me. I was on like the Snapchat news on like Latino news outlets. And I was like, oh, whoa. Like I started getting like followers and people were like, oh, what are the other resources and things like that. So then, um, yeah, at first it was really good. Um, so I kept like praying and thanking God for the sign. Um, mm. And at one point, it just kind of, it kind of hit um, like a weird path because I was on a lot of people who were against immigration started seeing my posts and kind of, I was receiving like backlash and I, it kind of like took on my mental health because I was like, how could people be so mean? You know, like if you don't, like, if I don't like something, I'm just going to keep scrolling. I, I would right. never comment something rude or mean. Um, so I kind of continued to pray about it. And I was like, you know what, God, I think this is the end of it. I kind of want to transition into it. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. And for a while, mm -hmm. I was silent. I was very silent. And although I was praying, I feel like 
I didn't really want to pray wholeheartedly because I knew God was going to tell me to keep going. And I didn't wow. want to, I was like, no, like I'm not going to pray for it because I know that God is going to tell me that I need to overcome these obstacles to be a stronger person, a stronger individual, more confident um, in myself and really help the people who need it, you know, like the same way that Jesus did. Um, and so I, I, one of my Bible studies at my old church, we were talking about um, how Jesus was the voice for the voiceless and how he would get up and speak. And even though one, even if one person listened or 10 people or 20,000 people listened, like he still would speak to whoever, it didn't matter. And he wasn't scared because he knew who his father was. Um, and so I, I kind of was, just listening to everything. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I shouldn't be scared because at the end of the day, I know who I am a child of and I know who protects me and I know myself and what I stand for. And even the same way people were against Jesus, people were, are going to be against me. But if I know that what I'm doing is in the name of Jesus, then I shouldn't be scared to say it. You know, I shouldn't be scared mm -hmm. to um, do any of these things on social media because I know that God would be proud for me to stand up for people who are less fortunate or people who are struggling and need need a voice. And I'm so privileged to have that voice. Why not use it? Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how I got over my fear. Just really, I, this is like the first time that I feel like I've really just leaned on God to tell me what I needed to do. And yeah, he gave it to me. He told me. <laughs> he always does. That's that. God confidence that's so special I think about our faith that when we say yes to him when we surrender to him there's nothing that we can't do like you said and it just gives us this boost of confidence of boldness to do the things that scare us the most and it's just this invigorating feeling really when we gain that and we're like whoa okay no one really can judge me other than God, because he's in control. And if he's called me to it, then I'm going to do it and I can do it. And I love how your story really is so practical. It shows those steps of, okay, first that surrender. And then you just started, you asked for help. And it's all of these things that so many people can tell you, but seeing it in your life, it's like, whoa, it really does work. And God really does listen. And he does place those things that he knows we're going to say yes to in our life. And I just think that's so cool. And it sounds like you started with activism and somewhere in that you transitioned in fashion and beauty. How was that perceived? Did you get backlash for that of, okay, why are you changing? How did you find a balance of those? Um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it actually kind of started when I was receiving the backlash from, uh, about my videos, um, my social justice videos. And I was like, you know what, God, this isn't fun for me anymore. This is not something that I, I'm not creating con like creative content. I'm just putting out information and it's not, it's, it's taking a toll on my mental health. Like I feel like I was getting, 
I wouldn't say depressed. It's a, that's a stronger word. I think I was just getting um, just, I had a lack of motivation to keep on posting, creating, or even like around my house, I feel like I had a lack of motivation because it was taking a toll on my mental health. Um, because I was just internalizing everything that people would say in the comments or, you know, things like that. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I'm going to start creating for a little bit stuff that's fun for me, stuff that I, I would like to do that I did in my previous role, something that I like to just do for fun and see what happens from there. And when I started off, people would kind of comment on the pic on the videos. They were kind of like, oh, you haven't posted about this that's going on, or you haven't done that that's going on, or, hey, I just saw the news and this happened. Why haven't you posted about it? Mm -hmm. And I started realizing that people wanted to see me as a news outlet, but that wasn't the the route that I wanted to go to with my, go to go on with on my TikTok, I was like, why does it always have to be negative? I don't like that. You, mm -hmm. I hate that it's so black and white. You know, you're either a lifestyle influencer or you're an activist influencer. Um, and I didn't like that. I didn't like that people couldn't just post whatever they felt like it because it was their platform. You know, if I wanted to post something nice about me or something that I did on the day, the brunch that I went to, my nails, I wanted to do that. And I ended up doing a video that I actually took down because it was it was it had mixed comments in it and I just didn't want people being mean to each other in the comment section but I ended up doing videos saying um to like my community I was like you know I think that it's at first I started off with all of these videos about injustices but I don't like being so negative because there's so many positive things happening in our community and just me modeling just me doing all of these things is important because now there's enough I add to the group of Latinos in these spaces mm. so I that's what I'm gonna do and I'm going to post about it and if you guys aren't don't like it you don't have to follow me because I don't want to upset anyone um just know that this is also my page and I want to have fun with it as well um so to anyone who does want to continue following me this is what's going to happen from now on I am going to post random things I do like Taylor Swift I do want to do my nails and I want to highlight the good things happening um in our community so I just started doing that I started doing beauty and fashion and um, posting about makeup and things like that and so I kind of got into a different community on TikTok and I saw that makeup brands were like looking at my stuff and commenting and then I did this rare beauty video and then rare beauty followed me and I, I love them so I was like wow you know I I feel like brands that stand for not only the beauty industry but also like social justice issues like rare beauty like mental mm. health issues will look at my stuff and they'll be like she is a perfect candidate for whatever it is that I want to apply to in the future you know um yeah. 
And I started seeing, you know, um, all these Latino brands following me as well, because they're like, oh, okay, not only does she help her community, but she also is content creating things for us. We want someone like this to help out our brand. And that's how I met um, Latino companies that then wanted to work with me. They were like, hey, we were wondering if you can create content for us. Um, We were wondering if you could model for us. We were wondering if you could do this for us. And that's when I started realizing if I hadn't had the backlash and I hadn't transitioned into beauty and fashion for a bit and then add in the positive things about that's happening in my community I would have never had the opportunities to to do modeling for people in my community who are doing the same thing you know now I model for small businesses owned by Latinos I'm modeling for or I had rare beauty follow me you know all these little accomplishments um, that I had would have never happened if I didn't put both of my um I guess both of my creative aspects into one, you know, place. So I'm still learning. I'm still learning because I don't, I don't have a balance right now. I feel like I'm learning how to post. I don't want to be as like negative or like sad, make people sad. But I also know that there's injustices that need to be like have a light shed on them. But I also want people to have fun and, like my content so I'm just balancing it out right now um and it's it's been it's been hectic balancing everything out and knowing what to post strategically but I think I'll get there with the guidance of God and kind of seeing like it's been helping me now you know just talking to God and asking him the route that I should take Mm so I know that he will guide me to what my platform should look like or should revolve around a consistency. Yeah, definitely. And I think that goes with his alignment too. And like we were saying before, the saying yes and just being open, not putting ourselves in a box and allowing things like backlash to even guide where we're meant to go. I think it's so beautiful how even those things can push us even further into the alignment that we're meant to have. And I love the mentality of bringing light to the forefront as well and positivity because you don't see that very often of, okay, yes, this bad thing is happening, but here's a way we can actually help promote change. And that might look like representation and modeling fashion, beauty in that aspect and just being creative using our gifts and who we are and how much change that that can bring when we're just ourselves and we're using the tools in our hands, the gifts that God has given us. And I think that's so beautiful. And I definitely see that on your page. I see it as something that's so fun. And I think everything that you post, you do post it in such a positive light and you can see that that is your heart behind it. And you're very intentional with what you post and who you work with as well. What makes you say yes to a brand, to a job, to anyone that approaches you with an opportunity? Um, yeah, it's funny. I just had this in one of my interview questions um, for the internship I got. And I was telling them that I... I want to, I like working with brands that align with my ethical belief system. Um, 
I want, I look at brands and I see what their content is, who they follow, what they stand for, what their mission statement is, um, and who I'm helping out, who, where are my pictures going to be on that page? Um, if it's a page that I feel like doesn't align with my, um, belief system, then I, I don't really want to work with them because now it's my face and my people from my platform on that page seeing like, oh, this is what she stands for. You know, if they responded to a comment negatively or if they were involved in some scandal or whatever it is, I don't want people thinking that that is what I align with. Um, but I really, really do like to uplift um, my community. So I usually choose and loved working with um, small businesses because I think, especially during the pandemic, small business businesses were really hit hard. So working with them and especially as POC um, brands or any Latino brands, I really like um, working with them because I know that it took them a lot to get to where they're at and supporting them is something that I want to do even if it's like bringing awareness or resharing them on my page I do like to work with not only like POC owned brands but also women owned um, small businesses and I kind of just choose it based on where I shop as well um, there's like I think that if I'm going to model for them or I'm going to talk about products, I want to make sure that I genuinely love the products and use them because I don't want to, especially if I'm marketing to other Latinos, I'm like, I don't want to lie to them and tell them like, hey, this is good. And they're wasting their money on something that isn't good. Um, or I'm telling them um, to buy, like spend money on this business just because it's pretty or whatever you know I really I'm, I'm really intentional with the brands that I work with because I know that I bought from them before and I've used their products and I like them I like what they stand for um so yeah I think that's how I just choose my the brands that I work with um which is hard sometimes because not there's not um many brands that I feel like are going to ever align 100% with what you stand for, you know? Yeah. I think sometimes there's going to be little things here and there. Um, but if overall you know that they are good people and there's they're, the community that reaches out to you are good people, then I think it's worth it to work with them. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's definitely finding that balance and trusting that gut instinct when it comes to brand opportunities and working with that, how do you navigate maybe a situation or a brand opportunity that comes to you that you were saying that doesn't 100% align with your belief, but it's a good opportunity and you want to take it. How do you bring that piece of yourself to the job when it's 50-50 maybe? There's parts that you like, parts that you don't, and maybe you're on the fence because I know that we're all, I think, given some kind of situation or opportunity where we're like, okay, this 100% isn't me, but how do I bring me to this job? How can I use this for good? What is your take on that? Um, yeah, I re recently, there was a brand that wanted to work with me 
and um, they wanted me in um, their traditional um, pieces. And it was a um, native brand from Mexico. So it, they were pieces of in, uh, traditional cultural indigenous wear. And I, I am not like my, I don't have the, um, I don't know exactly what my indigenous roots are and I don't identify closely as indigenous because I like we were colonized a long time ago so I don't remember or I don't have that information and I kind of just told them like hey I don't want it I don't want to seem like I'm culturally appropriating mm -hmm. something that I don't know anything like that about that I'm still learning about um, because I am learning about like my indigenous background and where that comes from um, um, when I visited like other countries and I try to learn as much as I can but I'm not at the end of the day my my I'm not like my parents aren't fully indigenous or in touch with their indigenous roots. So I don't want to culturally appropriate anything. And I didn't want my indigenous friends to then say like, hey, why are you wearing this? If this right. signifies this for us, you know, it doesn't signify any of that for you personally. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of told them I would wear the, I told them I, I'm not going to wear the traditional ones because I'm going to, I don't want to look like I'm culturally appropriating and I wouldn't feel right not knowing the significance it has in wearing this piece. But I could um, go and model like your bags because those bags are stuff, something that is, has been a tradition for Mexicans. So I have my own bags that are like that and it has been passed down. So I will yeah. model your bags, but I won't wear your, I know that you guys are okay with it, but I don't think most people would be okay with that because I don't personally think that it's right. And they were like, yeah, of course, you know, that's not a problem. We kind of just wanted to have you because we know you have a platform. And I like that they responded in that way because if they were like other people they would have been like no I don't I don't want to work with you if you're not going to model everything that I give you you know they could have easily right. said things like that um and I was scared telling them because I didn't want to disrespect them because they're like well if I'm letting you know about my culture that it's fine then you should you can wear it you know but I I just didn't feel right so yeah. I was kind of scared letting them know. I didn't want to disrespect them in any way or tell them. I didn't want them to think that I just didn't want to wear it. You know, I didn't know how they were going to take it. Um, but I kind of just let them know, like, this is where I stand. And if you're okay with it, I will model your bags. But I won't wear the more traditional pieces that signify something culturally for you because I don't know much about it. Mm. I'm not, I don't, I just wouldn't feel right. And they were totally fine with it. Um, it, it was something that I just wanted to voice my opinion on and they were okay with it. Um, and when brands react like that, it just leaves a very good impression on me because I know that they respected me and I respected them and we came to a mutual agreement. Um, and I know that that's a brand that I'd want to work with again and would want to highlight then now their models on my page because I know that they value um, other people's opinions that they're working with. Yeah, that's such a good example too, because I think people who are just starting out are sometimes afraid to voice things like that and to voice their authentic opinions and who they are, things that they 
are or or aren't comfortable with. And that's so important when laying a foundation for your career or your personal brand, whatever you may be going after or promoting, because that does, it lays the foundation of that future of what you're okay with. And it sets those boundaries. And I love that example of those boundaries that you're setting for yourself of, okay, this is who I am and this is who I'm, I'm going to be. And I'm okay with that. And I want to partner with people who are okay with that and who will accept me for me. And that's inspiring. And I think that's, it's very empowering for not only your culture, but also for women in general to have that voice, to be able to say, Hey, these are the things that I'm not willing to compromise on. This is what I'm comfortable with. And I think that's awesome. My last question for you today is how do you balance being this bold and this vocal with all of these issues, whether it's in modeling, whether it's on TikTok and street vendors and all of these things that you do, how do you balance that without carrying that pressure of doing it all and leaving it to God and just allowing certain things to be? Because I know it can be very intimidating sometimes when you're trying to make a difference and trying to make a change. And I think that we can fall into this of, oh my gosh, it has to be me. And I have to do this. People are counting on me when really at the end of the day, it's about passing the baton on and leaving a lot of it to God and not so much worrying about what comes next, but just about being now, which is really what this podcast is all about. So I would love to hear how you do that and navigate that. Yeah. Um, It's really, it's really hard even now navigating that because um, I, I feel like I'm always, I'm so, I want to help everyone. I'm always like, I need to help my community. I need to be the one to do this. I need to be the one speaking on these issues, you know, and I, I get so caught up in social media sometimes. And I start to look at everything that's wrong with the world. And it takes me down this rabbit hole. Um, And for a while, I think that I was in that hole of like, I have to push out this content, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. If I don't do it, no one will. Um, It wasn't until one of my best friends, um, he was telling me I, he was like, I, I see you. I see what you're posting. But how are you doing? with your walk with God how are you doing in your relationship and I was like honestly like I'm not doing so well like I don't I stopped asking for God's guidance for a while and I just started doing things on my own and that's when I started feeling like it was eating me up and I felt like the whole weight of like my community was on me um and he was like yeah like I noticed in just in your videos, like the way you would speak, he said that he would, he noticed that he didn't see the same light as before, that he said that he saw that I was just kind of like doing it with this face of like, I was sad. I was sad that it was happening and I felt like it was hopeless. And he was like, you know, I think that God would want you 
to give a voice of hopefulness to wow. your videos um, instead of making everyone else feel the same weight that you're feeling. I think God will want you to be more hopeful because that's the type of person you are. You are a hopeful person. And once you start losing sight of who you are in God and um, leaning on him, then you start kind of showing the world a different, you're like worldly flesh, you know, your flesh. And it's not the Holy Spirit guiding you anymore. It's you. And um, I had this entire conversation with him and I was like crying the whole time. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know what to do. And we just started praying. And um, he was just telling me, yeah, like, I think that you just need to remember that at the end of the day, we have a creator. We have a God that knows what's going on. He knows the future, the past, present. He knows everything. And if he puts you in this space, it's for a reason. But you you can't, you as a person cannot help everyone. Only God can do that if, if and when the time comes. So you need to realize that you are, God didn't tell you, hey, you're going to be the one to save all the Latino community and you're going to do this. He didn't tell you that. If he did, let me know. But I know he hasn't told you that yet. Um, and it's only up to him who can really change the world just the same way that it's only he can touch the lives of different people. He's the one that's going to um, do whatever it is that your heart desires. So you don't have to be indulged in this like co constant like rabbit hole of oh I have to I have to push out this content I have to have to have to no you don't you have to step take a step back because first and foremost your duty is to God and then everything else falls in after that and I at first I wasn't doing that my duty was to I was you know, prioritizing social justice issues over my relationship with God, over who I was in God. And he was like, that's not what he called you to do. First and foremost, he called you to follow him, live, live in relationship with him, and everything else follows. Because if your foundation isn't there, then you can't help the rest of the world if, wow. you, if you're not in a good relationship or a good space with God. Um, so once he, he's so wise, he told me this and I was like, you know what, this, it just opened my eyes to everything else. That's when I was like, you know what, I, you're right. Why am I going to keep, keep on harming my relationship with God and following what my flesh wants to do when at first I need to make sure that my foundation is set in stone with God and everything else will fall into place after that. And I can't control everything that happens, only he can. And I just have to trust him with everything. And it's hard trusting God when you want to listen to that, to you, to yourself, you know, it's hard listening to the Holy yeah. Spirit. So yeah, I'm still, it's something that I'm still learning and trying to remember daily um, to just trust God. And I have, I'm like, start your day off by asking God what it is that you want, that you want for me for the, for the day, you know, mm -hmm. um, and just starting off like that and making sure that at the end of the day, I am thanking God for everything that he's giving me and just having these conversations with God and letting him know that, yeah, like first and foremost, I need you to help me be one with you first. Wow, that is so beautiful. And what an amazing friend to give you such wisdom. And, you know, that's why community is just so important, and especially godly community. Like I consider you 
as part of that for me. And it's just amazing to hear that. And it's so true because it's not about us. It's about him in us. And without him, yeah, we're just another voice, but with him is when we can actually bring change to the communities around us and to the things that he's placed in our heart. And I think too, we'll never be fully satisfied unless we have him. And we do feel that pressure. And I think it is a gift when we feel that pressure, because it's that reminder of, Hey, you aren't meant to do this alone. You can't save everyone. You can't be everything to everyone. And if you do, you're quite frankly, going to go crazy. And it's such a gentle reminder though, of what we're meant to do and what our purpose actually is that, you know, it's not to save everyone because we can't, but it's to bring him to as many people as possible and bring that hope and that light that is so indicative of our faith. And that is what separates us from the rest of the news sources and people in this world that are looking for that light and that hope, but don't know how to get it or give it. And I think that is what makes your platform and who you are so unique as well as that hope and that light. So thank you so much for sharing that with us today and sharing so much of your journey and the why behind all of the many things that you do. It's so cool to just see your heart on that. And before you go, can you share where people can find you and maybe share some of your favorite resources as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me let me pull it up. <laughs> uh, thank you for having me. I really appreciated this conversation and I enjoy having you as a part of my Christian community that I can lean on as well. So thank yes. you for that. Um, yeah, on Instagram, you can find me at Aureli Soriano underscore. And TikTok is the same thing, Aureli.Soriano. Um, but there are some resources for LA that I like to follow. And one of the main ones, it's called Street Vendors United. And they post about the... Um, the, all the GoFundMes to help street vendors that are have been attacked or robbed. Um, and they also have annual, or actually I think they might start with like monthly um, street vendor markets that people can attend to support all of the street vendors that have been attacked. They, will, they usually make a market and they're like working there and people can come buy stuff from them, buy food, drinks, things like that. Um, And it's traditional like Mexican food. So I really like um, getting updates from them. And um, they're part of the community that I'm very active in. And um, I also follow a page called Flowers in Spanish, and they talk about um, immigrant worker, farm workers, who usually need that need um, support for um, the right um, gear to be out in the fields working, especially with the heat, mm. the appropriate um, gear to wear so that um, they're able to work in the heat, in the rain, in the snow, wherever. Um, they also go out and um, 
provide them with food and water and supplies for their children um, because farm workers are one of the actually the lowest paid in the country. Um, so this is a really good page to just um, get to know the um, farm workers and who you're supporting and where the farm workers are located. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those with us. And I mean, I've never heard of either of those and I can't wait to check them out. And thank you for all that you do. And I'm going to link everything that you just mentioned in your personal links in the notes section of this podcast. So again, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Aureli as much as I did. One of my favorite things about her is how she lives so unapologetically. So much of our conversation, I think, centered around this idea of living bold and authentic lives that are in surrender to God and who he created us to be and not second guessing ourselves as God's creation or the gifts that he's placed in our hands. And I know that's something that I will definitely be taking in to this next week. Let me know what your favorite parts were of today's episode and be sure to give me a follow on the Love Kinsey podcast so you do not miss any news updates or new episodes. And be sure to also give this podcast a rating on Apple Review if you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you again for listening and I will talk to you guys next time.